Hello and welcome to this inaugural episode of Risk and Reward, the golf betting podcast that aims to keep you in front of the bookies. I'm Rod Murray and while I have almost no worthwhile knowledge of betting, I do know how to record an interview and that's a good thing because that means that each week I can bring you the thoughts of a man who does know golf betting as well as anybody possibly could. He's a 48-year PGA member with a long-time interest in all things gambling. Without further ado, let's meet the lovable rogue they call John Evans. J.E., I'm looking forward to getting this podcast off the ground and tracking the results of your weekly tips that you offer via the Winning Edge Investments Golf Newsletter. How is Sunny Fiji, first off, before we get into what's going to happen this well, week? I think we need to discuss the meaning of this word rogue. Is that that Adrian Rogue who works the, with you on other pla- places? The, the word that's out of place is actually lovable, J.E. You've picked the wrong word. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, Fiji is uh, a wonderful place to conduct interviews from, which is why I've come here, and... Um, I'm looking forward to um, assisting the average golfer and golf punter to make a quid every week and just at the end of the year say, well, why didn't I do that earlier? Yeah. Now, normally we find you in New Zealand, don't we? But it's a bit cold down there this time of year and you've got a hip that needs replacing. So it uh, makes sense that you disappear off to Fiji for a couple of months at this time of year. Yep. Let's start, John, before we talk about any specific bets or this, that or the other. Let's start by explaining... Betfair and why Betfair is the uh, preferred uh, betting option for your system's the wrong word, isn't it? Um, for what you do each week, is it? It's not a system, is it? It's just a, it's 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 gambling with the head, not the heart. On golf, yeah, it is. It is. It is. It's gambling with the head, certainly, but it is a system. It is a system of establishing. Uh, Horses, or, or in this case, golfers who are over the odds on any given week for reasons unexplainable to the average punter, uh, but which happen because bookies tend to have a very short-term view of, of, uh, of golf. And as an example, if um, if uh, Shane Lowry was playing this week, he'd be favourite, whereas we know he's had a big party time and the last <laughs> place he'd be favourite. That's exactly right. If there was a cut, he wouldn't make it if he was teeing up. So, yes. He'd have no hope. So, so that's, that, that's my job is to identify each week those people who are, for whatever reason, over the odds mm-hmm. to uh, place the people... Uh, into the right place to gamble at the best price available. And the reason, as you requested, is why do we do go to Betfair? It's a very simple reason. On Betfair, we can back them at $1,000 and then we can bet against them later in the week if they have a good week mm-hmm. at $2 or even less. And so we can ensure once our player or players have a good time and do well, that we can bet back and consequently we can ensure a win as early as Saturday night uh, and sometimes even on Friday night, as we have done in the past. Yeah, so so the key is, as you say, you've got, you, you identify through golf knowledge those who you think are at too long odds. If any of them get into the mix, you then can't lose because you're betting on them to win and then you bet on them not to win as well. So no matter what happens, you get a result. That's the simple way of explaining it, isn't it? And that's the only place you can actually... Well, there are two places you can do it. One is Betfair and the other one's a place in England called Matchbook. But Matchbook doesn't have the financial support that Betfair has. Mm -hmm. As an example, during the Melbourne Cup, Betfair holds $150 million on the Cup, which represents 
the opportunity for you, it doesn't hold $150 million on many golf events, but it does hold a lot of money. Sometimes I think the Open can hold $20 million. Wow. So, so you basically got a market there for you to be able to uh, buy your way out of arbitrage or crush, which is the betting term. It's an arbitrage in uh, um, uh, in gambling on the stock market, and it's called crush when you crush your odds uh, on Betfair. Mm-hmm. So Betfair is the preferred medium, but it also has one other advantage. Uh, you might go to, say, Bet365 or even uh, Superbet or Bet Easy, and you might get 500 to 1 a golfer. But on Betfair, you'll get a thousand to one. So you've got double the odds, twice the chance, and also that wonderful opportunity towards the end, if they do well, to ensure a win. Mm, to, to be able to lay bets. Now, is Betfair actually a bookie, or are they just a marketplace where punters bet against each other? This I don't understand. Well, in, well, what it is is basically Betfair is a, a site where a person in Bratislava who's a punter, mm-hmm. can bet with a person in Zambezi who's mm-hmm. a punter on the same event and Betfair merely provide the platform uh-huh. and take 5% or less of winning bets, nothing off losing bets. So they're a platform. Right. Uh, they, You ask whether they're a bookmaker. Well, in my view, they're not technically a bookmaker, but they do make books um, to set the market. So they set the market and then the punters respond to that market. And uh, as I say, I'm, I could be betting, part of my bet could be with Bratislava, part of it could be with Iceland, part of it could be with with Australia or New Zealand or anywhere, and it doesn't matter. You are you are betting against another entity, uh, one-off, uh, on a specific event at a specific price. Now, for those who are golf savvy amongst us will know that if you are betting against Bratislava, you might be betting against Rory Sabatini, who used to be a South African <laughs> It's now uh, Slovakia. That's right, the uh, the boy from Bratislava. So that's why he's like it. it. Hey, yeah, he, a good yeah. player too. A be- better player than we probably give him credit for. In fairness, uh, Sabatini. I Not think a- if he was a little bit, if he was a little bit less abulian, I think Rory Rory uh, would be very. You know, he's a good player. He, he competes with uh, even at the very best events. He competes with the best. Um, the, he's gone to Bratislava because his wife's from Bratislava, and he wants to go and- in the Olympics. Exactly, and I'll tell you what is it's it's uh, the oldest game in town in, in the uh, in the eighteen hundreds. There used to be cartoons in Punch of Mister Jones who would go down and try to win the uh, the Open of Brazil. Um, if he failed in that, he went down and tried to win the Open of Patagonia. So plenty of people have done it in the past. It's a, it's a life, it's a tradition. And the boy from Bratislava is just one of many. Got him. He's not a prolific winner, but he's an extremely competitive and good player, as you say. Now, the whole point of this, John, is that Winning Edge Investments run a. They have a series of newsletters and sort of form guides that people can subscribe to, and they pay good money for what is good information. One of those is golf, and you run the golf newsletter. So, what we're trying to encourage here, we're going to run each week. The whole point of the podcast is to sort of show people how this works, and if those who are interested, encourage them to sign up for the Winning Edge Investments newsletter. So, what we're going to do, I think, on average. You probably in a field of 156, which is the standard PGA Tour or golf field. How many picks would you have each week? Ten to twelve, somewhere around there. Yeah, uh, the big majors. Sometimes I'll have a little more because it's some. It's a, it represents great value. So I'll I, I temper my number of tips on the prices, but also the whether the market's thin or thick. In other words. 
is there sufficient interest in that event? Uh, this week there's four events and there's not as much interest in any of them as there, there certainly was in the Open. The Open had a tremendous amount of interest, tremendously tight markets, a lot of money, easy to win. Um, whereas these, this week it's a bit quieter and so I... I have lesser tips. Yeah, less tips. All right. So the way we're going to work the podcast is uh, of those 10 or 12, say, for example, that you might have in the PGA Tour event week to week, we're going to mention two or three on the podcast. And if people want to just play the system with just those two or three that we mentioned, because you'll probably pick the, the best two or three chances that you think uh, of those tips that you're giving, they can see how they go. But we'll also keep track in each week. The following week's podcast will reveal what those 10 or 12 were and what the results were. So we're going to track how podcast Pete and subscriber Steve go if they were to be betting with your tips. So that should be pretty simple and pretty fun. Now, we generally you generally bet on how many events per week, John? I know it, it changes around the place, but you've got the PGA Tour, the European Tour, the LPGA, the main tours. Are they the main betting tours as well? Yeah, I, I bet on the, the PGA Tour pretty much every week, mm-hmm. unless it's a secondary event, uh, as, as it was during the Open, uh, because the secondary events, the, th- the market's very thin, so I don't want to go into a thin market. I want to have a market where there's a good in and a good out. Um, so normally I'll be on the PJ Tour because it's got the biggest interest. Then if the European Tour event, like the Rolex tournaments that are on at the moment, they have a great deal of interest, so I'll always be on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the LPGA is very, very thin, but every now and then Betfair put up prices that you can't resist, just as such. They put up Mel Reid 800 to 1 in the last major that Hannah Green won and uh, she, Mel Reed was leader in the clubhouse with four holes to go so uh, that was an opportunity so I take opportunity where it's where I see it so I can't predict that I'll bet on the ladies uh, but I do on the odd occasion and I have this week um, and this, the, the scene is open there's a market uh, and there's plenty of chances and I like a lot of those chances if the odds get to where I want them to be. So I'm also going at that. But I would very rarely bet on the seniors uh, uh, or the champions tour. Uh, and I bet only on the ladies when there's a market, always on the PGA Tour and uh, and sometimes the web.com finals because there's a market there. So it's always about is there a thick enough market with enough money to make it practical and possible for the putter to get in and out because the out's just as important as the in. Mm. And uh, in other words, if you've got a winner and you want to be able to ensure that you win, you need to have a market to get out. So, so I'm always looking at that as a as a, as a sort of a uh, an important part of whether or not I'll bet on an event. All right. So, uh, depending on the events who you might bet, but always the PGA Tour, which is the tour that I suppose most people with any kind of knowledge of golf would be seeing most weeks. Now, uh, we're, we're not going to pretend that you win every week because that's not a realistic uh, outcome, is it? But what does it take for this system to win? If some, How long does somebody need to follow to have a realistic chance of allowing everything to even out so that your judgments can have a chance to get up? Well, every we've tracked our performance prior to starting the actual paid performance, we tracked that for 18 months. Mm-hmm. And then we have tracked the performance, which you can see on the Winning Edge. It's, it's uh, winningedgeinvestments.com. If mm-hmm. you go into the website, you can track and see exactly how the tips, the amount bet, the whole thing is, is there's a spreadsheet that goes on forever. And you can see how we've gone. And 
basically, in order for us to win on an annual event, so say you decided to do it annually, in order for you to win on an annual basis, uh, we need uh, one long price winner and one medium price winner to break square, mm -hmm. and we do that with great regularity. Mm -hmm. um, we've had a, a couple of thousand to one winners. We've had uh, um, 700 to one just the other day, Nate Lassley, 300 to one, Keith Mitchell, um, 180 to one, um, uh, Zanna Shoffley and the Tour Championship. So we get relatively regularly, but not often, um, long price winners. And we've also had some unbelievable financial outcomes where we backed um, Steve Westbrook, who um, uh, started at 910 to 1. <clears throat> had a two-shot lead with two holes to play, got down to $1.39. We laid him back, uh, and we had a book where we won, uh, I think, uh, $7,000 if he won and 5000 if he lost. It didn't matter what happened. Wow. So that was a, a good week. You know, it was a winning week without backing the winner. Uh -huh. And then we also, in the Scottish Open, had Andrew Dodd, who started at uh, 500 to one and Callum Shinkwen, who started at 310 to 1. And Andrew Dot, we laid at $2 during the round. So we got doubled our money there. Um, well, we actually, what happened was we got um, 2,500 win or lose on him. So that was 2,500 we put in the bank. And then the other guy, he got down to a dollar six, and we laid him at a dollar fifty. So we had 3,100 if he won. Less two thousand if he lost. So in other words, we got twenty five hundred off Dot, and we got twenty five hundred off Shinkman. So we won five thousand, and neither of them won. Yeah. So, so that's the principle of laying back, crushing, ensuring a win, yep. and even if they lose, you win. Yep. And sometimes you win bigger when they lose than when they win. Mm. And so, and that's sort of the key to it. And so, as, as you say, I suppose, in, and the, the great thing about golf is, if you if you know golf and golfers and you follow it, uh, and you, you sort of understand the game as you do, the fields are very big. There's guaranteed to be players in there who are over the odds at 156 players a week. Like the bookies can't possibly get the whole field right, can they? It's just not possible. Well, it's also there's an there's an amazing what you might call a churn. Um, as an example. Um, Lashley, the week after he won, was fifty-six dollars. Mm -hmm. But now, only three or four weeks, he's out to four hundred again. Again. Mm -hmm. So, what happens is the market forgets, mm -hmm. and it, it keeps reverting back to the OGWR, the official girl, golf world oh, rankings. Golf rankings yeah. so, so the market always tends back to the world rankings, but the form of the players is actually more important, and so. What I'm doing is I'm picking their relative form or their ability on that golf course, which I analyse each week, uh, or the type of course which suits certain types of players. All those things go into my analysis, um, but they don't go into the analysis of the bookmaker. No. He, he just looks at the world official golf world ranking. So what I'm looking to do is to find the greatest disparity between the likelihood of winning and the price. And the price. I guess the other thing the bookies have to, and golf probably is at least as uh, one of the biggest offenders of this, 
People are very attached to certain players, aren't they? It doesn't matter if Tiger Woods tees up with a broken leg, he'll still be among the top five favourites, even if he's got no chance. That's just a reality, isn't it, if you're a bookie? Well, I... I predicted in my in our tips uh, before the Open that I would be laying McElroy. He misses the cut. Mm-hmm. I predicted that I'd be laying Dustin Johnson because I think he's got a terrible record given his OGAWR in major events. Mm-hmm. So I was laying him. So he finished down the track, right? He didn't finish. He only finished in the top twenty. So the market places too much emphasis emphasis on the OG. WR and the performance in certain events and takes no notice of the fact that certain players aren't suited by certain situations. And I'm looking at those situations and saying, I don't think that guy can win this week, so I'm going to bet against him. I don't think he can win this week, I'm going to bet against him. But I think he can win against it this week, and he's $1,000, so I'm going to put him in. So it's all about trying to, again, get enormous value for our subscribers so that over time, taking the value at least 100% more than their proper price, which guarantees you're going to win. Yep. It, you, don't pretend to win it, you don't pretend to win every week, do you, John? You don't win something every week, do you? Oh, I win at breakfast, I win at dinner, and I win at tea, <laughs> but I don't actually win on the pump. No, you're a winner at life, we know that. <laughs> Uh, we're not. We're not pretending. It's, look, it's interesting. If you're interested, it is good stuff. Now, as part of that, of course, uh, this is uh, risk and reward spot brought to you by Winning Edge Investments. Let me find my email here because young Dean Evans from uh, Winning Edge Investments very kindly to help uh, support the podcast made a bit of an offer. So, for listeners who want to uh, sign up for the newsletter, you go to winningedgeinvestments.com, scroll through and find the golf newsletter. If you subscribe and you're a listener, use the code Golf Twenty Five. You'll get twenty five percent off for the lifetime of your subscription, which is pretty good. I think it's 100 and, 150 a month for the uh, for the newsletter. How much do you outlay per week on average, John? Your book is determined by your uh, your potential for risk. Uh, the average person works on a $100 book, um, and we're usually betting, uh, let me see... Um, yeah, we're betting about a hundred to hundred and fifty dollars a week, and you have to do that to justify the subscription. Mm-hmm. So, you're betting a hundred to hundred fifty dollars a week, and we're in effect guaranteeing that you're going to make a hundred and fifty dollars a week profit at least mm-hmm. over the lifetime of your subscription. Yeah. And when we can, and if you go into the statistics, you'll see that that's true. Yeah. Not every but given other, week, but over the lifetime of the subscription, no, no. that's right. No, it's important to understand. We might have a we might have a three month or even four or five months run mm-hmm. of outs. Yep. But then, over the year, we find the winners and we get to the front and we stay in front. And we've stayed in front, well in front, for the last five, well, actually six and a half years, but five years recorded. And you can go in and you can see that. That's the beautiful part about it. Uh, Dean's business and every one of his subscriptions, he can tell you what happened on it. You can see whatever happened on every given week. You can see exactly where your investment, what your investment's done, how much you've spent, and what the return has been, and you can go back and see that for five years. So, past performance doesn't guarantee future uh, performance, and we're not saying that we guarantee it in terms of giving you your money back. But if you go and have a look at the past performance, and you just look at the recent past, the middle past, and the total past, and you'll see that. It's a very profitable business. We are, 
we don't charge those that amount of money um, without some confidence that those people are going to get a very good return. Yep. It's important from our the, the scope of our whole business that each subscription service makes a big profit. That drives more investment. Uh, otherwise, we're people stop subscribing, don't they, John? And then well, that's kind of we're, the whole point of it not, is to have the subscriptions going. But so I'll tell you what, there's a lot of there's a lot of, and I'll, I'll quote this: Tom Waterhouse. He only tells you about his wins. Mm-hmm. He doesn't record his losses. We record win, loss, win, loss, loss, win, all the losses, all the wins. Every bet is recorded. You'll see there, and it's worthwhile going and having a look at that and checking mm. that out. In other words, we're tracking continuously yep. our performance. And if we find, as and we, and we have found this in the past, that for some reason there's an area of the market that we should be winning at, we're not. And, and we've just recently found the top 20 market, and we've only been in that for two weeks, and we've shown a profit each week. So that's a new service that we're offering for free, the mm. top 20 business. You get that as well as the uh, winning tips. That's free. It's been profitable for two weeks in a row. So it's, it, it, and it's, we're not probably going to be profitable every week, but I think we'll be profitable most weeks mm. in that top 20 service. And so you've got ongoing wins, but... The big paydays come with fair degree of regularity, three yeah, times a year, true. four times a year, 1,000 to 1, 500 to 1, 700 to 1. We've demonstrated that continuously. Yeah, that's the so, key, isn't it? But all wins are big. You don't have yeah. small wins. When you win, you win big. Uh, when you win, you win big. And not only that, but when you look like you're going to win big, we lock that profit in. That's right. You guarantee. You're never going to have the heartbreak of losing by a shot when you stood to win $10,000. That's well, just not going to happen. You imagine You imagine. this is the situation. I want to describe this because I watched it in, in horror. Um, Callum Shinkwin gets to the last tee and he's two in front. And he's and uh, in front of him is um, Rafa uh, Cabrera Bello, yeah. Cabrera Bayo, right? Rafa Cabrera Bayo is two shots behind, and Rafa Cabrera Bayo hits his second shot, and it lands on the right-hand side of a of a ditch. I remember this. Hops the ditch. <laughs> hops right. the ditch. Right, doesn't go into the ditch. It no, hops the right. ditch out of the grass, and he gets up and down and makes a birdie. Right. Um, Shinkwen, who's 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 now one in front, he he rips it down the middle. He's got a four iron of the green. He hits it. And the one place he couldn't hit it, behind the left-hand bunker, he avoids the ditch, but he goes behind the left-hand bunker. There he's on a downslope on a bare lie. He chips it short. He takes six. He got to a dollar. Walking down the fairway, he's a dollar six. So you've got, for him, you've got 3,100 to 10, and he's a dollar six. So you can go and have 10,600, and now you've got 10,000 if he loses, 2,500 if he wins. Not a bad deal. And he lost. Hmm. In playoff, that's so, why I remember that. So what I'm saying is you imagine if you're on the first tee and you've got the 3,100 in your hot little hand and you think, so what a genius I am, and he, Cabrera Bayo, hops the ditch and this bloke gets on a bad lie, down in a lie in, in, behind a bunker. No, had no shot because no, the water's on the other side, the ditch is on the other side. Right. And so you would think you'd go and top yourself. You'd go outside and say, that's not, this is not my life. I don't <laughs> want this. <so. laughs> God's against you. Well, and the other thing, if you know anything about golf, the other thing that happened there is Rafa got up and down, and that's not his forte, John. <laughs> that's the other. Well, there you go. He doesn't do that very often either. He's not a good pitcher or chipper. So, but from the rough. Yeah, exactly. Tough, from nowhere. A very undulating yeah. green. He had a tough shot. But the yeah. point about it was, you go down the last hole, yeah. and you've got twenty eight hundred dollars if he wins, 
and twenty eight hundred dollars if he loses. Mm-hmm. So you know, so he gets over and he's on the downslope of the bike, and you think to yourself, well, oh, you know, I hope he gets up and down for his birdie and he wins the tournament. I'd love Callum to win one, but if he doesn't, you don't have to go outside and find a nurse. <laughs> that's right. You can go and make a cup of tea and know that you're safe yeah. uh, either way. So, so that's where that's where Betfair. They come back to Betfair. That's why Betfair is your medium. Yep. Twice the odds and, and the ability to get out. And you advise people with these bets. So if you've backed, say, Callum Shinkwin at 900 to 1, you'll tell them at, at what odds they need to then lay and back him not to win, won't you? You'll have a suggestion about that so that they know to do that. Well, I actually, that's not a suggestion. That's an, that's an advice which we strongly suggest right. they take. And what we do is we do we do that because in Australia you cannot bet in the run, we legally, we advise that on um, Saturday night or sometimes Friday night, but generally Saturday night, we'll advise them what to do. They can therefore put the bet on and it sticks there uh, during the day and gets hit. It either gets hit or it doesn't. Generally, it does get hit. We find we generally get hit, which is good. But then sometimes if we get down to the nitty-gritty, I'll send, you know, maybe the last two holes, I'll send one out, which becomes an alert, comes up on your phone as an alert, and we're presuming you're watching, and you can then, and that might be lay Callum Shinton at a dollar twenty when he's two in front with 150 yards to go, and and you have to then ring up right. Betfair. You can't but do it on the computer, can, but you can do. You can't that. do it on the computer, but we advise you to do the most of the lay bets on the computer. But there is the odd occasion, as I say, with these chain of circumstances where you've got a lot of money if he wins and nothing sort of that if he loses. Mm-hmm. Like he might come from eight or nine behind, mm-hmm. and you, there's no way you can predict that. So you say, right, so I send out the alert. The alert comes up on your phone or your tablet, and you immediately pick the phone up, ring Betfair, and their number's easy to find, and you, and you ring Betfair and you say to Betfair, and you can lay off on the phone, and, right. you, can, and you can lay off it right on the phone them whatever odds they're betting, which is always uh, very finite, uh, to ensure that you can lock in a profit because locking in a profit that's the key. Isn't it? Yeah, that's the yeah. key. Absolutely. All right. So if people are sceptical, they can follow along, see how we go. As I said, each week we'll give two or three of your 10 or 12 bets for people to, if they want to do that. But each each following week, we'll give the results of what happened. And sometimes, as you said, we might have runs of outs. But uh, every now and then, I know that you tipped Nate Lashley a couple of weeks ago because I was speaking to you just before that and he came in at, what did you say, $700 to one? $700? Crazy amounts. Uh, I tipped him in wonder, yeah. I, I, I know you did. And I, I said I was going to go and bet on him and then I didn't. So you could have gone down and you could have put I could have retired. Mangrove Mountain on it. You could have put Mangrove Mountain on it. You'd have gone home with 700 Mangrove Mountains. That's right. I could have retired, J.E. Wouldn't have had to do this at all. Um, look, this is going to be good fun. I think it's interesting. Uh, as I said, people don't have to outlay anything if they don't want. They can just follow along. And if they think that they, they like what you're doing and they think it's good, jump onto the uh, winningedgeinvestments.com website. Link in the show notes. Uh, go to the golf newsletter. Put in promo code GOLF25, you get a 25% lifetime discount uh, for subscribing to us. So what's that? 25% on 150, so 20% is 30 bucks. So it's a bit over 30 bucks. So it's going to bring it down to ju- just over $112.50 a month it'll yeah. cost you. Okay, that's pretty cheap. And, I, and you'll make 200% on your money yep. over a period of a year, um, and you can you can bet on that. And some, some years we have an exceptional year as we're having this year, you might do four or five hundred percent on your money, including taking your subscription off. Yeah, fantastic. All right. Well, you've uh, you, you're putting your money where your mouth is, and that's what's good fun. So, podcast Pete and subscriber Steve, 
Best of luck. Uh, that will start, I'm not sure whether it's going to be this week or next week once the podcast comes out. It might be two weeks before this one gets out. But as soon as we get started, we'll start that. Uh, start tracking that. We'll keep people up to date week in and week out. And we'll be back each week to have a chat and uh, and give people your tips. So uh, looking forward to this, J.E. Glad to but be a part of it. And what are your tips this week? Well, this week, they're, they're probably useful. Look, here's a, a great idea. So we've got the WGC, the FedEx... Um, the WGC, what's it, it is the FedEx Classic, isn't it, in Memphis this week. I'm looking at one, two, three, four that you've sent me here. Who are you going to pick to out of these four names to mention that you've uh, you picked? And give people a little reason why, too. We'll do that each week, too, why you might have backed certain players, why you think they're overs. Yeah, okay. Well, give me the four because I can't. I can't. <laughs> you got Aaron Ray at seven, 770. Yeah. Adam yeah. Long at 700. Sung Kang, 500. And Nate Lashley, who you had that big win on a few weeks ago, at $400. Yeah. Okay, my tip for the week is Sung Kang, mm-hmm. four fifty, mm-hmm. and I've got my tip on the women is Mel Reed at uh, two fifty. Mm-hmm. That seems uh, long odds for a very tip, good player. My tip on the on the seniors open is Greg Turner at uh, three hundred, mm-hmm. and uh, my tip in the WGC. No, the Barbasol uh, is the other one. The Barbasol. Who have I got there? You got John Sendin, Arjun Atwal, Julian Atulian, and Justin Sue. Okay, it's uh, Justin Sue is my uh, my uh, Percy the Putter's uh, tip. All right, Pete the podcast listener, eight hundred and fifty dollars, uh, and he's starting yeah, it. So. Pete the podcast, there by four, there by four goes, and then right. we obviously Steve the Putter will. Uh, Steve the subscriber will, will have a full book to play with, and Pete the podcast listener can decide whether. Uh, um, as I said, that race will be run and won before this goes out, so it'll yeah, be a good. Why uh, I chose why I chose those is mm-hmm. is uh, because basically I'm looking for the for the person whose price is is the greatest in excess of my uh, suggested price. So, you know, I price the market. Betfair mm-hmm. has a market, mm-hmm. the one that's got the greatest gap. So Sun Kang, in my view, is 150 to 1 chance. Okay. They're betting 450. Okay. Turd is 100 to 1 chance. They're betting 300. That's crazy. Uh, also, that Litham, too. He's a good player, Greg. Well, he's run third. Yeah. He bloody run third last week. You know, and, he, and, he's, and I'll tell you, the good thing is normally he plays too many events before the Open, so he, you know, he's buggered, but he, he's only played three this time. So, mm-hmm. he, you know, he, he starts to start thinking about his swing and then he's buggered. But yeah. he's, um, he hadn't got to that stage yet. Michael Campbell, $1,000. Yeah. Well, he's, he, 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 he's... He's made a glaring mistake. He, he's gone out of the game for 10 years. Yeah. I don't think he'll ever win. I think he shot about 100 under at one of the local clubs this week, though, didn't he? Including, oh, yeah, including an ace on 5, a par 000, four? 5,200, yeah. Oh, I'm aware of that, but... Uh... Litham on it, mind you. He, look, he, look. Think about Michael, thing you wouldn't it. know. If he steps on the first team, <laughs> he's confident, J.E. If he plays like the oh, Michael no, no, Campbell. I'm with you there. I'm yeah. with you there because... because you know, he would have been a thousand to one when he won the US Open. That's right. He's a dangerous player, isn't he? He's perfect exactly actually for this kind of bet. He's a dangerous player because at any moment he could bob up and do something. So uh, one of the great he's a great tragedy because uh we're not live, are we? No, we're just recording. Do you want me to oh, stop recording? Well, you can do, but I'm going to we, we better stop recording. Jay's got a story about Michael because he's been involved in New Zealand golf pretty closely for a long time. You, the listeners, don't get to hear that. You d- you have had his tips, so that's good. You'll get to uh, get to do, to see whether they uh, whether they went all right. Jay, say goodbye for this portion, and then you and I will talk after I turn off the recording.
Yeah, well, thank you, Rod. It's, uh, you're, you're an absolute uh, brilliant <laughs> interviewer. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, I listen to you on um, State of the Game and uh, other podcasts, so you're very good at this, and uh, which makes it a great deal easier for me. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. it it's going to be a lot of fun, and, uh, and uh, believe me, you'll make a quid. The key, the key is good guests, John. That's the key. You get good Jesse. You talk to Clayton and Shackleford, you can't go wrong. They make you look good. That's the, that's the way to do it. Yeah, they are good. They are good. Jay, great to talk to you. Looking forward to catching up. As I said, the podcast should be out in the next week or two, and then it'll be every week after that. We'll follow along. Looking forward to that and looking forward to your company also here on Risk and Reward, brought to you by Winning Edge Investments. G'day, Rod Murray here from Sydney Podcast Studios and School. Have you ever thought about launching your own podcast, but you just don't know where to start? Well, get in touch with me at the Sydney Podcast Studios and School at St. Leonard's. I've got all the gear here to teach you hands-on how to produce and publish your own podcast. It's cheaper and easier than you think, and it is a whole lot of fun. Check out the website at sydneypodcaststudios.com.au and give me a call to get started on your podcast journey today.